Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hello, welcome to episode 355. It's Sunday and it is a sunny day. I want to share with you some very important information that I promised to share on my Instagram stories. And it is the power of taking your power back and what I really mean by that. Because I have seen a lot of the language and narrative, you also, of the so-called Scorpio season, but just in general, even I, if anyone has had a consultation from me knows that I, you know, sometimes even struggle to explain things because I do not want to infer anything. I do not want to um, put any ideas in your head. I am just here to offer my translation of ancient knowledge, ancestral consciousness due to the fact that these stars and heavenly bodies in the sky have been there since the beginning of time, have been there since all our ancestors were there. And they used it for farming, they used it for travel, they just used it to wonder. And the connection is part of us. And so when I hear things like, oh, it's Scorpio season, oh, Mercury's retrograde this, all these things, First of all, it's an opinion, of course. (sighs) But when I mean taking your power back, it's really when we want to have an opinion about what's really happening in the sky, you can do that by simply looking up and knowing what your ancestors knew, what they recognized when they saw the night sky, those constellations and reference to farming, reference to rainy seasons, which is the part of sky called the sea. That's why it's called the sea, because it was the rainy season. All these hints, these informations of our earth history, of earthlings, is there every day waiting for you to take that power back. Take that power back knowing when you know, when you are aware that Mercury today is sta- is retrograde aligned with the sun and that it's still in Virgo and that actually it's so interesting because Mercury was traveling through Virgo earlier and then it went briefly into the Libra constellation and now it's gone retrograde back into Virgo as the sun is there nearing this point. But also what's interesting is that Venus has just entered that area as well and actually is moving towards. But what is this really, I could say, the concentration of energy is really around this amazing star Spitka and Spica and Octurus and speaking your mind and like I'm doing now, and raising your voice and speaking your truth because the new moon was aligned there at the star and it Mercury will more or less station before it goes direct again at 31 degrees at this point. 
So it is real journey. It is an absolute real journey. And because Leo is before Virgo and Venus was there in that space and now is moving from fire to earth, it is an invitation to really use what one could say the energies of Venus are associated with air and earth. And so air are ideas that are free and thought patterns and wanting like harmony or age of Aquarius, wanting things to be nice and everything. And the earth is like, well, how are things really? And how do you translate? How do you bring these ideas to manifestation, to earth, to the earth plane, to reality? And I'm inspiring you. <laughs> it's like the element of fire as Venus was there was inspired by, we were so inspired by the information that we were getting. I was so inspired by the interaction that I had in a um, manifestation uh, mermaid course. I was inspired by people speaking up for what's happening to them. You know, there's a lot of things if we look, we can see what is actually happening in the sky and the energies. And of course, it needs some awareness, but these are just basic ideas of how water and air uh, function together, how water and fire integrate or don't or struggle to, how water and, and earth do, all these things that I do teach in the tutorial, which I am actually, um, for sure, I've been threatening, but (laughs) I am definitely doing the course. And so I won't be at the same price doing the personal one-to-one tutorial only because it is taking a lot of time and I'm just so excited to research more. There's so much happening also at the new moon our sun was opposite Eris planet X, which I'm just, you know, kind of discovering myself since four months. So there's a lot happening in this new moon that have to do with the fact that maybe interestingly enough, the absence of water. (laughs) You know, so I said Venus has gone in from Leo, from the fire, into Earth. Mercury's in Earth. She's at home. The sun is in Earth. So When the sun is here, it needs the awareness of itself to make something of the energy, of the knowledge, of the Virgo uh, concept of purity and pure ideas and what's truth. And it also needs to be aware of itself and i believe that venus is bringing that awareness by coming in from leo from coming in leo and saying yes there is fairness libra there is security in pressing and like i always do pressing like the gold the blacksmith who presses on the lead to change the earth that's what fire is supposed to do so that's what the sun is always doing sun is always shining a light what's sun shining a light on now as it's leaving this um space that it's been in for 38 days the fine print 
the fine print, like Virgo is known for the details. Also, when the sun is in Virgo, it's shining a light on the fine print. And people are uncovering the fine print. And are you giving attention to the fine prints of your life? Are you speaking up about what is really important to you? The small things, the small details, right? Because Venus has come to assist you. Mercury is retrograde to assist you. Mercury is aligned. It's slower. It will help you to take your power back. Whether you write that or you say it, however you want to express yourself. I've learned this through so many different channels, even with by giving consultations and having also the, the privilege to give discovery calls, to see into other people's guide and to see certain energies show themselves and verify what the elements basic elements have been saying to us every day in the sky and our ancestors for thousands of years and today even to the biodynamic farmers thank you who produce pure food without any chemicals without any gmos and that's what we want we want clarity we want cleanness we want pure pureness and it's not something that's given to us we have to work at it we have to first be aware and then we need to take the steps figure out process and do it so i hope that explains what i mean by take your power back and now let's listen to where the heavenly bodies are at this time mind you that our moon will be at zero degrees Aquarius. Now, I just want to say, before I say that, is that as of 17 degrees Capricorn, the first stars, uh, Albaldi, were aligned in Capricorn. These constellations overlap. Okay, so it's really important to know. And so... It's zero degrees. Where the heavenly bodies are on the 25th of October 2020 at 16.58 GMT time, 11.58 Eastern Standard Time and 8.58 PST time. I hope that's right because our time's gone forward or backwards in the UK. So maybe it's different if you haven't changed your time because but they have aligned us all up globally to have the same time. So maybe it has. I don't know. So be mindful that when I put the timers on in Instagram, it will tell you how many hours to go. And so it doesn't matter. But on the podcast, if you listen, be mindful of that. So what I wanted to say is even though we're um, acknowledging the zero degree of Aquarius now, it's not the first point that our moon is connected to Aquarian energy. No, because these constellations overlap. And about the middle of Capricorn, the first stars, one of the first star, Albaldi, which is interesting because I was having trouble at that time <laughs> when Albaldi, I did a whole post and it disappeared and I researched about confusion. And of course, sometimes between Earth and the air, 
Where does the translation, where is the rainbow to connect the transition? It's not as easy. You know, it is a um, challenge to when you're starting with the earth as you are when the moon is in Capricorn with the moon always with water in the part of the sky called the sea and then we get some air. What happens there, right? How does the um, transition happen with this um, energy of air? And in any event, it was a transition time. And since then, of course, there's been some air in the energies of our moon transiting Capricorn, which was fine being water and earth because they interact really well. But the water and the air and the earth and the air, of course, have to find a facilitation or way to connect. And they do. And they slowly. So in a way, now it's only air energy at zero degrees. And Capricorn is away, but it's, you know, everything slowly, slowly. And dimming into the Aquarian energy that we love. At the same time, we are aware that that gives more air because Neptune is in air. And let's do it this way. Neptune's still at 20 degrees of Aquarius. So they both are in Aquarius, right? And the only energy that are in air. So really, this is the power of Aquarius. Quite beautiful to be aware of how important the concept of humanity is these next few days, okay? And then we look at, well, what has happened to the other elements now that the our moon has moved, say, for example, Earth. So Earth had a lot of energies just recently with Venus going in and Mercury as well. So Earth has the sun, of course, at 38 degrees, as I said. Mercury also at 38 degrees and it has Venus as well. And Venus is just at three degrees of Virgo. So it has these three. And fire still has more, which is good because fire is the one to change things. We're talking about implementation. And it has the trio of Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn nicely there. Jupiter 23, Pluto still at 26, and Saturn at 29. These three, three degrees away from each other, which I find quite entertaining. And they are aligning and trying in a positive, of course, they would be because they're all fire aligning together with Uranus. But Uranus, even though it's in Aries, it is influenced by water because it's in the part of the sky called the sea and it is aligning with some stars of Satis, the sea dragon, the sperm. So even though um, we see that Uranus is there, Uranus actually has also a little bit of water energy with it and of course it takes ages to move so it's holding that space and a good thing though is that mars is also in this space of satis with pisces but of course like i said it's close to iris planet x planet x for your information it's actually is it at 31 degrees because it's gonna it's moving backwards it's just going to be from 32 to 31 but when I see 31 I know it's a four and that stuff is happening big time 
on November the 2nd, but I don't like to go too far ahead of time because we focus on how we're going to deal with now, right here, right now. So, yes, it's already at 31 degrees, so it's getting its power, and it's close to Mars. Now, Mars is actually a fire energy, but here it is in Pisces. It's deep in the water. It's in the Satis, and so we know it's retrograde as well. And it is good to use this time, even though you that you know the drive of of the Mars energy is to start things. And you know, in Mercury retrograde, they say, oh, it's not a great time to start things. You know, that could be a hint. <laughs> I'm redoing stuff like crazy. I went to my storage yesterday. I I found things. I was like, yes, I found my book for all my um my beta course and all this information. And so. Look and see what you can find that needs completing, that needs the Virgo touch going over, rewrite, relook the Virgo in Mercury retrograde touch and the sun shining there. And Venus, whenever Venus is somewhere, I'm really happy. Okay, so Mars is at 25 degrees still. I think it was there before. Maybe it moved. Actually, it was at 26. Now it's no longer vibing 26 degrees with Pluto. It is at 25 degrees. Chiron, though, is still at 14 degrees also both in Pisces, but we really don't count Chiron in the element soup. <laughs> That's a new made up one. Okay, I think those are all the positions of where the heavenly bodies are. I wish you a fantastic day and then we'll see Does anybody have any interesting, um, if there's anyone interesting who has birthday today. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Lots of love. Please tell your friends about my podcast. It's a lot of work. It's good for me. I've done it for three years and I'm really trying to up my game as well. And I've gotten some nice feedback. Thank you so much. Shout out to my family, (laughs) Uh, my star family and my star friends. So, yeah, have a beautiful, beautiful Sunday and lots of love from me. Bye. So, happy birthday, Liz. First, we have this music called Pretty Baby, and it is... Music written and composed by Antonio Jackson, an African-American ragtime pianist born in 1882. And this music inspired the title for the film, Pretty Baby. There are a lot of other uh, people today born, not like yesterday. First, we will start with a Scottish poet, lots of poets born on the 25th of October. Quite interesting. This piece I wrote down is called Essay on Truth. Gotta research that. But that is James Beattie, born in 1735. And we also have a poet, Maria von Akira, born also not long after that on this date, also a poet. Uh, the composer of Carmen, George Bazette, was born in 1838. And, of course, Pablo Picasso was born today in 1881. Oh, I found this interesting. The first woman to hike the Appalachian Trail 
by herself is known as Emma Grandma Gatewood. <laughs> then uh, there's another musician, quite a few musicians, uh, born as the sun shining in Virgo, which is kind of typical Gemini's in Virgo because it's communication. We have Jimmy Heath. He's called Little Bird, and he composed over a hundred pieces of music. Also, I've always found that uh, a lot of people are forgotten, and so I like to point that out. He's composer of more than a hundred jazz pieces, three-time Grammy nominee, and performer of more than 125 albums. Jimmy Heath has earned a place of honor in the history of jazz. Over his long career, Heath knew many jazz giants such as Charlie Parker and played with other innovators including John Coltrane, Miles Davis, and especially Dizzy Gillespie. Heath also won the respect his one his respect and friendship. Well, they were both Virgos because I talked about Dizzy Gillespie last week. In his extraordinary autobiography, the legendary Heath creates a dialogue with musicians and family members, as in jazz, where improvisation by one performer prompts another to riff on the same theme. So, yeah, he was known as Little Bird because Charlie um, Parker was known as Bird. And he was born in Philadelphia. Um, oh gosh, I don't know when. <laughs> we'll find out. Yes, he was born in 1926. Uh, quite an interesting life. Um, like a lot of uh, people at the time had uh, struggles with drugs, but he eventually came away from them luckily and uh yeah he played with the other musicians but he was later given the um recognition of a very important piece of work that was played by Chet Baker and Art Pepper it's an album called Playboys and he composed all the pieces except for two on that album, it's called Playboys, but they renamed it later, called um, something of Heath. So that's good. He got his recognition. I don't know if he did when he was alive. Sadly, a lot of times people are not getting the recognition while they are alive. And he was the father of a guy called James Foreman, American jazz and R&B singer and radio personality. James Foreman also called. James Mutun, I don't know how to say that. He's raised in South Philadelphia, son of Jimmy Heath. He's still living. He joined the U.S. Organization and Black Empowerment Group. Mm-mm. Okay, that goes. It's, it's not your birthday. Oh, his name. Oh, Mute. M T U M E. He renamed himself. It means messenger in Swahili. So that's a little tidbit. He's born in January, not your birthday. Okay. Anybody else? Oh, yes, there's some literary people and some people known for their voices. Zadie Smith is a British um, singer. I mean, sorry, (laughs) writer of color. Katy Perry, people know, born today. And Kiara, also a singer, born in 1985. Katy Perry, 1984. Zadie Smith, 1976. The Voice of Batman, about voices, he was born today. Gosh, I missed his name. 
And a woman called Samantha B. from Canada, a Canadian comedian. We'd like to shout out our women. And one of the musicians from Scorpions, that music group, German. His name is Matthias Jab, and he's born in 1956. Let me see if I can find the date that the voice of Batman was born oh goodness i might take too much time is there anything else i want to get this to you guys i really thank you for your support if you listen to me on itunes and even if you don't listen to me on itunes but you have an iphone or an itunes account if you would go to sky astrology podcast and give a review it would really help spread the word of sky astrology and if I ever get really like rich and famous and I have to charge for <laughs> for this podcast, you'll get it for free forever, forever and ever and ever. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just really good. I think I, a couple of people have done it. Thank you so much. And sometimes it's not that easy to do. That's why, you know, I want to offer an incentive uh, for that. I can't find it. I probably could just put in voice of Batman and find it right why not because i am going to voice a batman i hope you're fine i hope you don't mind this kind of impromptu what not that's not voice of batman they said it's adam west that can't be him voice of batman oh maybe not oh goodness no i'm i don't see batman voices Okay, Batman voices, I can't find them. There are many voices of Batman. That's right. Who was the first one? Maybe that's where the marker was set. Anyway, okay, I'll find it and maybe put it in the notes or I'll shout it out somewhere. I don't know. Okay, but I don't want this to go on and on and on and on. I think it was a lot of um, content today. And I'll be back tomorrow with less content. I might just jump in, say where the heavenly bodies are, and go. (laughs) Take care of yourselves. Bye. Thanks for listening.